You've heard of the painter Vincent van Gogh, but do you know how lessons from his life can actually help you live yours a little bit better? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of The Purpose Filter. I'm your host, Dr. Louie Kathy Zhang, certified integrative life coach, hypnotist, podcaster, and appreciator and lover of art. So, This episode is going to talk a little bit about Vincent van Gogh, but more importantly, how the lessons from his life can be applied to yours as well, whether it's imposter syndrome, learning and starting at the beginning when you're trying something new, how to find the people who are really going to support you no matter what how to turn their criticism into your strongest motivation and the importance of your mental health. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter this week. Thank you so, so much for listening. By the way, if you are listening and you have not already done so, please pause this episode. Take a second to rate this episode, this podcast on your platform of choice. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you can send in a rating. If you're on Apple, you can even write a review of how this show has impacted you, your life, your thoughts, your mindset, anything that has helped you because it would really help this show and get it into the ears of more and more listeners just like you. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Back to our episode this week, talking a little bit about Vincent van Gogh. And I know you're like, Vincent van Gogh, what does that have to do with anything? Well, we were in Amsterdam. We just came back from a trip. Very happy, very lucky to be able to do so. And while we were there, we were able to go to the Vincent van Gogh Museum, which, by the way, if you're actually Dutch, is pronounced van Gogh, um, which is what I learned while we were there. But I wanted to share some lessons that I gleaned from the museum, from Vincent's life, his work, and anything else that I picked up along the way. So here we go. There's going to be about maybe five lessons from his life that I promise will be applicable to you and yours as well. Vincent did not start out as an artist. He actually had a younger brother named Theo. So both Vincent and Theo worked at the same art firm. Theo's career actually was going quite well, but Vincent didn't really like it, and he was let go in 1876. And so in 1877, Vincent actually planned to become a minister. He was very spiritual, religious. He was studying for his theological exam, but abandoned the idea about a year later. And so Theo tells Vincent, he's like, hey, why don't you become an artist? Because that seems like something you're interested in, et cetera, et cetera. So Vincent starts drawing and painting. And at the beginning, like so many people who are starting out, he was not very good. Actually, there was this really interesting, beautiful exhibit in the museum on the ground floor. They had three self-portraits and they were on canvas in a glass case and you could walk all the way around it 360 degrees because Vincent van Gogh reused canvases because canvas cost a lot of money and you could see the evolution of his style and skill between the years because he would paint you know something from let's say today 
on one side of the canvas and then use the other side years later. And so the three self-portraits were on one side. They were from a further developed, more advanced Vincent versus the paintings of still life that were on the other side. And you could see a huge, huge transformation. And so that leads me to lesson number one, which is there is beauty in the ordinary. Now, Vincent van Gogh painted a lot of peasants and peasant life. He really felt that their connection to earth, to nature, their discipline, and their humble lives were to be admired versus kind of more aristocratic subjects that his peers were painting. And also because they, you know, didn't have a lot of money quite like him, but some of his most cherished works are of regular people. You know, even his beloved sunflower paintings, if you look closely, they're actually all either dead flowers or decaying flowers. None of them are in peak beauty. None of them are in full bloom as you would really expect a sunflower to look like. They're actually wilted. They're droopy. Their petals are barely hanging on. And so it's a reminder that just because we're doing something or our life doesn't seem quote unquote picture perfect or our body isn't the way that we want it to be, our, you know, family doesn't look like the quote unquote picket fence and the perfect family and that sort of thing doesn't mean that it's not beautiful, right? Like, It doesn't have to be this idealized expectation that we have in our brains. And then we get caught up in, oh my God, this isn't as good as I think it should be or it could be. Let's focus on the beauty that is there. There have been studies that show focusing on what we have gained, the progress that we have made, and the things that we can find that are good and beautiful in even our ordinary everyday lives helps with our longevity, helps with our mental health, so many other benefits. And of note, one of Van Gogh's paintings was something called The Potato Eaters. And it shows a group of peasants sitting around the table eating potatoes. And it got terrible reviews, like so much criticism. His fellow artists were like, such work was surely not intended seriously. Art is way too important to be treated so cavalierly. Uh, And I don't know if you could tell, that was my best snobby, posh voice. So Vincent decided to take matters into his own hands, which leads me to lesson number two. Get additional training and immerse yourself and find your tribe. Vincent van Gogh went to Paris to study after being told that his work was awful. He lived with his brother Theo, who at that time had become an art dealer. And he spent time with fellow artists and went to study and learned how all these different techniques. He was inspired by all the people around him. And if you look at his paintings chronologically, you can tell where he starts experimenting with color, with brushstrokes, more modern techniques, and influences from peers like Gauguin, and where he pulls from Japanese printmaking. Like, Look, you want to be a better runner? Join a running group. You want to learn how to knit? Be around other knitters. 
Humans thrive on connection. So find your people, spend more time around the people that you want to be like or the version of yourself that you want to create and promote in your life. And that's how you'll get closer and closer to that version of you. So the third lesson that I pulled from Vincent's life is to leverage your social circle, okay? His brother, Theo, was an art dealer and introduced him to other artists. No one gets through life alone. I've said this time and time again. So if you want to, let's say, get a group to volunteer with your favorite charity, like ask your network, leverage that social circle, make it known that you're trying to do this, right? Ask a friend of a friend of a friend who might be able to help you out because you never know who knows who. And if you keep it to yourself, you can't expect that people are going to know exactly what you want and to be able to read your mind. So if you're trying to do something, if you're trying to start a business and you want people to know what you're doing, share it. Let's say you are looking for a new position and you want to break into a field that you have never gone into before. Ask a friend, ask someone that you may know, go out there and just you know, hey, if you have to go ask strangers, that's okay too. The point is to be around those people and to leverage their network as well. Lesson number four is to surround yourself with supporters. This was actually one of the most kind of beautiful and heartwarming parts of the museum. So Vincent's brother, Theo, his younger brother, believed in Vincent so much He made it his life mission to share his older brother's talent with the world. Theo actually financed Vincent for much of his career. He paid his bills, all of his schooling, his education. And after Vincent took his life, Theo fell ill and he died six months later because he was so distraught emotionally. And so... Vincent's sister-in-law, Theo's wife, her name is Yo, spelled J-O, she was left with a six-month-old, barely two years into her marriage, and became the owner of all of Vincent's artwork that Theo had. It was over like 200 pieces. And so she decided that she was going to make Theo's dream come true, which was to share Vincent's work with the world. And so Yo, she strategically made partnerships and sold pieces to art dealers, which was not an easy feat for a woman in the early 20th century. Yo actually spoke and had learned English. And so she decided strategically to publish the letters that Vincent and Theo sent to each other, they were very close. They sent a lot of letters, but she decided to do that to showcase Vincent's ideas, more of who he was as an artist and human being. And she arranged a huge exhibition of his work in Amsterdam early on. It was actually her sale of the Starry Night to an art collector, which was then acquired by the Museum of Modern Art in 1941, which was the first of Van Gogh's pieces to be shown in New York. So Yo is kind of often referenced as the woman who made Van Gogh famous because without her, none of this would have happened, okay? And so here are some things that I wanted to share with you about lesson number four, which is 
not everyone will support you in your endeavors or your life choices. And that's okay. All right, find the ones who will, who will see your victory as their own, who will believe in you so much. They will work tirelessly, even after your death, to make sure the world does not forget you. And perhaps on the flip side, can you be that kind of support to someone else? Who or what do you believe in so fervently that you would rise to Yo Van Gogh levels of dedication and commitment to be able to do this, right? Think about that. There are people out there who want to support you, who want to love you, who fully believe in you. And if you are not surrounded by those people in whatever endeavor you do or are engaging in or anything like that, then you've got to find the people who will because they're out there. And this leads me to the final lesson, which is about mental health. So the Van Gogh Museum is celebrating their 50th anniversary. And basically, there was a section of the museum that talked about what they want the next 50 years of the museum and how it should evolve and they what they want it to look like. And there were some scattered captions and texts around the museum. And one of them talks about how they want more of a focus on mental health throughout it because Vincent had some mental health issues during his life. He famously cut off his own ear and then you may or may not have seen his self-portrait with his ear cut off. He spent some time in, you know, a an institution of sorts down in the south of France and then at the end of his life he shot himself in the chest and then died from his wounds 2 days later. And I just want to share that mental health is so, so important. And I'm glad that we're having more and more open conversations and discussions about what is really going on in people's heads and that it's okay for us to not feel perfectly fine and happy and joyful all the time. We are human beings and therefore we are complex creatures. It's okay for us to not be okay. And so please spend more time tending to and nurturing what you need to nurture in order to feel like your mental health is being prioritized, that you are taking care of yourself so that you can better take care of other people, as I always say. <laughs> 